0: And you are adrift in the sea of cheese
1: Was that cheddar or Swiss?
0: Uh, I think Limburger.
1: Mmm, bacteria <laughs> Hello friends And welcome in to this edition of Fusebox number 119 Frenetically entitled Flotsam And I'm your made from 100% recycled show host, Mark Rose, and uh, over there, always a busy bee and never a litter bug, the Prime Minister of the Potentiometer, Milt Keynes, everybody.
0: (laughs) Thank you kindly. You think we have enough uh, trash references in this open now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, I, I always want to make sure that uh, the listener gets high title value, or HTV, as it's known in the industry, for their hard-earned dollar. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, <laughs> since this
0: is a free show, I think we're good. <laughs> Perhaps so.
1: Hey, did uh, did you see the rabbits when you came in today? Rabbits? Yeah, we, we seem to have uh, new inhabitants in the uh, hedge out front there. A couple of uh, rabbits have appeared, grazing on the lawn.
0: Are you sure they're
1: rabbits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long ears, brown, hop around, you know.
0: Well, they might be in
1: disguise. <laughs> what? You think uh, Iko and Milo, the Japanese pocket squirrels, are uh, into cosplay now or something? <laughs> Wouldn't
0: put it past them.
1: <laughs> well, if so, it's a very method performance they are uh, creating there. I mean... They hate grass. Why would they? Just
0: saying, you know, keep a mindful eye in their direction, as all you never know.
1: All righty, all right, sure. It's not that we don't have uh, due cause for alarm at times with those two, but oh, yeah. Th- those two. You know, I, 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 be honest with you, though. I'm more, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually more concerned with that dude who walks his rather uh, mangy-looking cat every morning. I mean again this morning I, what the
0: hell's up with that guy?
1: So, you know what? I have two Mandela effects to relay to you.
0: <laughs> yeah? Like what? Like maybe the election never happened and there's a
1: pink aardvark in the White House? Sadly, no, but I for one would be overjoyed with that uh, prospect. Uh, however, no. This one is, is an odd one. Or two, as the case may be. Are you a uh, Bond fan? You mean uh, 007? Yeah, James Bond. The uh, Ian Fleming character.
0: Yeah, I kind of dig the uh, new ones actually, with uh, Daniel Craig.
1: Yeah, yeah, me as well. Uh, I'll always have a fondness for uh, the Sean Connery role, but uh, misogyny notwithstanding. But uh, here's a question for you, all right? And uh, I was—I actually was watching *You Only Live Twice* a couple of weeks ago, and—and and this hit me. <laughs> uh, so, and—and and it is a quasi. Mandela effect in truth but but it's fun, all right, sir, which is correct? the phrase shaken, never stirred, or stirred, never shaken it uh, relates to how Bond favors his martinis oh hell, you know,
0: that's easy, shaken, never stirred,
1: see, yeah, that's what I remembered too, and I might add, always annoyed me as this is the worst way to make a martini. And uh, a fancy-pants super spy like that would know that.
0: Yeah, see, that, that would definitely bother
1: you. <laughs> it certainly will. So, in uh, reality, Bond did not actually vocally order one himself. Until Goldfinger in 1964 In the 1967 film The one I I saw just a couple of weeks back You Only Live Twice Bond's contact uh, The Henderson guy Prepares a martini for uh, Bond And says "Uh, That's um Stirred Not shaken That was right Wasn't it? (laughs) To which Bond replies politely Perfect Huh now, I could have sworn... Oh, but it gets better. It gets way better. In the actual book, Casino Royale, from 1953, we get this amazing interchange. As he straddles up to the bar there, he says, uh, A dry martini, one in a deep champagne goblet, three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lillet, Shake it very well until it's ice cold, then add a large, thin slice of lemon peel. Got it? Wait, no, you who? Yeah. So it's both? Yep. <laughs> How about that? It's actually both of them. Some of the bad guys in those films would uh, often quote the order of prep. So, uh, in some ways, <laughs> It was wrong the first time
0: (laughs) Seriously, though, what the hell is the difference? Well, I'll
1: tell you, uh, any bartender worth their bar spoon will uh, tell you That shaking a martini, it adds air to the mixture And uh, upsets the, uh, well, the the rather uh, precarious uh, balance between gin or vodka and uh, the vermouth
0: Precarious, you say? Are there, like, uh, landmines in that drink?
1: I'm going to tell you, man, these days, the, uh, the classic martini isn't really what it was. I mean, uh, these days, merely saying the word vermouth over the top of the glass is all they really want. To that, I would say, why don't you just have a glass of gin?
0: So much easier for me, man No fussing and fuming Just vodka and you hoo And I'm good Doesn't even matter how much of either one It just works
1: I'll have to take your word for that Ah, uh, When we return, however I'll give you the next Mandela Effect And this one <laughs> Yeah, this one will have you reaching for your Bible Oi.
0: Look five pounds thinner without losing a pound. The show for everybody, but not everybody will like it.
1: TheFuseBoxShow.com Okay, are you ready for this one?
0: I don't know. Do I have to genuflect or something? Only if
1: you're really excited. (laughs) But you'll have to clean it up later. (laughs) This is a great one. And uh, to this day... It's, uh, it's still hugely debated um, among biblical scholars and just lay people and everything So the reference is one we've all heard a bazillion times Which is why it makes such a great Mandela effect And it goes like this And the lion shall lie down with the lamb That's what most of us believe it to be, right? Yeah, right it's been referenced in uh, countless films, even in uh, religious films where a guy is like reading out of the Bible, right? He reads it like that too. Check it out. There are countless film excerpts of this phenomena going back to the uh, 1930s where that line is exactly read like that, and you can find them all lurking on uh, YouTube out there. Okay, this passage comes from Isaiah eleven six, and here... Is the exact passage as it appears in uh, this here uh, holy book Okay, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb And the leopard shall lie down with the kid And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together And a little child shall lead them Wait a minute that's not even close. Yes, and but also, to make it even more clear as mud, it was also said that the passage read, The wolf shall lie down with the lamb, which also isn't in the text at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm really confused. <laughs> I, I bet if you asked 10 people what the quote was, they would say lion and lamb. Fr- frankly, i got to be honest with you, I don't think either one of these examples is a, is a glitch in the matrix kind of thing But instead, two very, very good examples, I think, of how certain phrases can be repeatedly misread And then they just become the norm by default
0: So does that mean there isn't a pink aardvark in the White House?
1: Well, there's there's clearly something in the White House we, We're just not clear what Huh I, I think these uh, these effects are really uh, interesting, though. Mandela or whatever. I, for one, did not get the impression that Nelson Mandela died in prison, which is how this whole Mandela effect uh, thing got started in the first place. Lots of folks uh, commenting on how they remembered that event uh, differently. Uh, seriously. <laughs> we We've all had that experience where something is just... Not quite as we uh, remember it You know, the the Berenstein Bears The Berenstain Bears Our uh, our fearless leader here On the Overnightscape Underground Channel Frank Edward Nora He even has a term for it He calls it a pep Or uh, past editing paranoia Where something is actually edited into the past That wasn't there before Which... uh, I got to say, I'm I'm actually very inclined to believe this theory, especially when it comes to things like uh, people being, quote, introduced into the past, all right? Uh, here's an example. Like, uh, you know, some performer you never heard of who was more popular than the Beatles or whatever, or so they say, right? I had this situation happen with some musical guy who was the source of, quote, inspiration, end quote, for allegedly countless dozens of musicians, and his name was Scott Walker. I got to be honest with you, at the time of his influence, this was like the the 1960s, he was supposedly quite influential behind the scenes and as a songwriter performer and all that, right? I can't find any mention of this guy in the books I have here dealing with that time period, and I have to tell you, Some of these books were published at that time. Not one reference. But I'm sure if you were living in that alternate timeline, which unfortunately I apparently am not now, you know him well. He probably came over for dinner a few times. Just didn't happen to me on this timeline for sure. Yeah,
0: I'm definitely going to need an Advil after this show.
1: But isn't it interesting, though, how all these concepts of, like, variable timelines and the... Alternate universes, they're all part of the common discourse these days. It's just popular conversation.
0: It's just that the giant madness aliens are doing this to keep us distracted from what's really going on.
1: What is really going on?
0: If I told you, you'd probably go mad.
1: Go mad? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's uh it's fascinating stuff. Is life imitating art or is art imitating life here? Or can they? Just speaking for myself, they am. Upon our triumphant return. I have a spotlight on film segment for you friends this one. Dealing with a uh, somewhat new release, currently on Amazon Prime, that gives the uh, coming-of-age film a whole new meaning.
0: Are you tired of endless video streams of silly animal tricks, awkward human calamities, and half-baked conspiracy theories? Yeah. now be four. Meh. On this Peer. possibly Ugh gosh, Uncle Carl. These podcasts are nothing but hot steaming piles of shit. How does a guy find a decent podcast these days, anyway? <laughs> I know what you mean, Timmy. Here, try FuseBox. Apply FuseBox to infected area only. Wow! Thanks, Uncle Carl! Fusebox is the shit. Yes. Relive great Fusebox audio moments of past shows or current shows or current shows made previous to past shows running currently in the past. Feed your ears for hours of not really video but feels like it, knee-slapping, sometime wholesome but not really audio goodness. Check out the Fusebox show on YouTube today. On Phil
1: Friends When we talk films that deal with uh, The subject of body horror We, uh now, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, I know what you're thinking, that we're going to be talking about the vague philosophical underpinnings of the human centipede, or maybe the fly. But, but no, 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 relax, relax. Now, actually, uh, I'd love to chat about a uh, relatively new film released on uh, Amazon Prime recently from Swiss director and screenwriter Lisa Bruhlmann. Um, this film was a uh, first-time feature. From Ms. Bruhlman and features stellar cinematography by Gabriel Lobos. And uh, may I say, friends, this is not a waste of your valuable time at all. This film is entitled Blue My Mind, blue spelled B-L-U-E, and it did, and it will for you as well. Uh, When we think of films that involve uh, body transformation, Uh, what is termed, you know, body horror these days, I think uh, most will agree that we probably don't put Switzerland in the top five producers of this kind of thing any more than maybe Sweden or uh, Iran for vampire movies. But uh, in recent years, filmmakers like uh, Anna Lily Amampur, who made the uh, wonderfully haunting A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which I uh, covered in a a past spotlight uh, a couple of years back, and uh, Natasha Kermani's Imitation Girl, which is another incredibly fine work that plays with the uh, edges of, of uh, reality. These and uh, other filmmakers, like Thomas Alfredson, who made the uh, very cool Let the Right One In, also from Sweden, have been uh, turning out consistently thought-provoking films that really stay with you, that uh, invite your closer examination into what the films mean, just beyond the surface of the story. And uh, Lisa Bruhlman's film, Blew My Mind, is a uh, highly successful and wonderfully provocative example of this. Uh, The synopsis, without giving away uh, too much, if I can here, 15-year-old Mia Weber moves to Zurich with her parents as her father is uh, starting a new job there, and so she has to settle into uh, a new uh, class in school in the middle of the school year, which is, uh, for some of us, if we can recall back in those days, was always awkward, right? Horrible. So uh, she gets to know a group of girls who are uh, considered uh, yeah, a little fringy, a little problematic, perhaps. Uh, this group is led by uh, Gianna, and uh, they experiment with sex, drugs, committing shoplifting, and even a little forgery on the side. At the same time, Mia begins to feel sort of more and more distant from her parents, and not just because of her activities. Just before her uh, 16th birthday, Mia tries to find out the truth about herself. She realizes that there are no pictures of her mother when she was pregnant with her. Her mother says that the pictures have to be somewhere, you know, packed away in the moving boxes. But uh, Mia's question as to why she does not even remotely resemble her parents, well, that one goes unanswered. Suddenly, her lower body starts to exhibit some rather peculiar and one would even say alarming changes, starting with her toes beginning to grow together. Her legs soon develop dark spots and then become flaky and peel. Mia, all the while, is attempting to hide these changes from her friends, but it's getting uh, more and more difficult to conceal this stuff. And then, friends, I gotta say, some really strange stuff happens, but you'll have to take the plunge yourself to see what uh, unravels here. Believe me, it's worth it. The the coming of age film is uh, certainly n- not a new genre, but how you tell the story can uh, send it off into an entirely new direction, as is evident with uh, Blue My Mind. What I really love about this film is uh, the way all these uh, rather extraordinary events are finessed into a sensual and uh, truly elegant narrative. Uh, it, w- it would be extremely easy to overplay the uh, effects in a film like this go way over the top with the transformation aspect but this film deals with it in a uh, believable and uh, clearly thought out way it's all about Mia's experience but from the inside that makes uh, this such a uh, wondrous experience I think and uh, since 2008 Director and screenwriter uh, Lisa Bruhlmann has worked part-time as a drama teacher at the university in Zurich, as well as working as an actor. In uh, 2016, she shot her first feature film. This one blew my mind. And it was uh, first shown at the Zurich Film Festival in 2017. She won first prize in the category called Focus on Switzerland, Germany, and Austria. She also won the Swiss Film Journalist Critics Award for Best First-Time Film. The uh, film then went on to be nominated in seven categories for the Swiss Film Society Awards, and she was awarded Best Film, Best Screenplay, and uh, Best Actress going to Luna Wedler for her performance as Mia. Uh, Bruman is uh, currently working on directing a couple of episodes for the BBC TV series Killing Eve, which I understand uh, did very well at the UK's uh, Bantha Awards, cleaning up uh, in several categories there, I guess. So I, for one, think we're, we're uh, very fortunate these days to have women's voices in uh, filmmaking taking front and center more than ever before. And since uh, the delivery system for uh, films in general has changed, it's uh, opened up not only more exposure potential for any filmmaker, but also, for the most part, let the filmmaker do her or his own thing with minimal involvement from the streaming service in that process. The big studios have uh, held sway over this process for quite a while and seem to be more concerned these days with the next uh, starploitation vehicle or uh, blockbuster than actually telling a good story. Just saying. Just saying. Although, uh, I have to say, in spirit of true disclosure, I am so there for the giant lizard thing. You know what I mean? Thank you. Coming May 31st. Just saying. So I'm looking forward for the uh, future projects from uh, Lisa Bruelman because uh, it's bound to be an interesting and uh, enthralling ride, whichever genre she chooses to explore. A very interesting voice indeed. And uh, check it out on uh, Amazon Prime And with that friends, it's time to take our audio detritus and uh, sweep it under the refrigerator But not before thanking our 100% free of flotsam contributors to this edition of Fusebox Rob Askew Ami Binford Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard Thanks as always to the timeline-aligned wizardry Of Milt Keynes Over there for technical assistant
0: Pleasure is as always, amigo Oh, by the way The rabbits Are not What they seem
1: Thank you, Mr. Keynes I'll bear that in mind Thanks, of course, to you, friends For pushing play on this one And, uh If you have not as yet done so, please feel free to subscribe and like and all that wondrous stuff we do these days, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the very Unsug themselves. Please feel free to uh, share with uh, Wild Abandon, because as we all know, when the giant mantis aliens do arrive, it's all going to be about numbers. Us or them. And that's the name of that tune. I have been your tilting at the windmills of my mind host, Mark Rose, saying, uh, until our next cartoon.
0: I think that one is named
1: Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob.
0: Fuse.